This is an after-school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matutuk, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. Hello, we're back. Home Studio Hangout Podcast. This is Josh over here with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waving? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Good to be back. It has been... So for you guys, it hasn't been a minute um, for episodes, but we actually haven't recorded an episode in probably like three or four months, I think, at this point. Um, yeah. I think been... the last one we did was in September. Yeah, something like that. Uh, holiday started hitting. Yeah, four three or four months, months, bro. Yeah, it's been too wow. long. That's a lot of time. Yeah, it's been. Um, holiday started hitting, and we started getting like super, uh, super busy. Um, and Josh moved. We we caught him at the beginning of moving, but Josh moved back to Steel City, baby. City of Champions! <laughs> I can't wait to move again. <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA. Um, oh, boy. And as you can see, our recording situations have changed up a little bit. I actually have, like, decent stuff now. And Josh's camera looks a lot better. <laughs> hey. So we're uh, we out here. Uh, but today, we just wanted to do, like, a little... Um, 2020 recap it's the beginning of 2021 um january 5th specifically when we're recording this so we wanted to kind of do a uh a conversation talking about kind of where we went in 2020 and kind of what happened and see some growth points and some things we need to work on and some mistakes we made that we're like ah let's learn from those and things yeah, like that i think I think part of this podcast, like starting out, we wanted to create this resource where it was all about like helping people navigate things mm-hmm. as like, cause like we're kind of like at that intermediate level, you know, mm-hmm. like we haven't like quote unquote made it, but then we also aren't brand new to this. So we have some advice to offer, but I think like the coolest part of doing this podcast is the fact that like we're able to give our experiences as we're going through this. Because most of these podcasts, it has either people pretending that they know everything or <laughs> they're people who actually know everything. Yeah. And so it's it's cool getting that perspective of like, oh, well, I'm almost at the finish line and I get to tell you the road that led up to that. But I think it's cool kind of like going through that in real yeah. time. Yeah. With, Being with the in people. the process. Right. In, like, in the process. With a yeah. home studio hangout. So you're going to hang out and we're all gonna do this together yeah it's uh so cheesy but (laughs) me and josh both both me and josh both listen to a podcast uh another one called uh and the writer is with ross goland it's a solid one and their kind of mindset is that their uh the conversations that they have on their podcast is basically that little bit of time when everybody's catching up talk about the industry, talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, that's where some really interesting conversations happen. And like, it's kind of the same thing 
for us, it's, you know, whenever something cool happens, me and Josh are in like five different group chats with other producers and songwriters and mix engineers that are killing it. And it's been really cool to be able to say, Hey, I'm having this, uh, this is happening. I'm having this issue, or I did this really cool thing. Um, tell me what you guys think and getting that feedback, uh, with each other and with other people. So being able to kind of navigate the entirety of our career with other people has been really cool. And I know me and Josh learn a lot from those people as well, uh, who we're going to have some of those people on to, um, I've already had a couple of them say that they were down. So we're going to have a couple of those people on to kind of talk about their experience and their, uh, whole navigation through their career and how they're killing it. So yeah. My light just got really, really bright because the sun came out. That was must weird. be nice. I don't know what sun is up here. Yeah, <laughs> South Carolina versus Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> Trash. Trash. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we're kind of on this whole thing together, and I think uh, you know, let's kind of get started. So, Josh, twenty twenty, the year Josh got COVID, a deadly disease. Um. <laughs> your boy moved, was in Florida, started out in Florida and ended up coming back. Let's kind of go through what are some highlights? Highlights. I survived the plague and I'm currently waiting on a test for my fourth COVID scare this year. <laughs> your boy's your boy's going through it. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't escape the plague. We moved we moved to Florida um 3 days after Christmas and uh, got to hang out and like explore St. Pete and all that. And then COVID happened. So we were kind of just like stuck in our apartment for the rest of the year. And it was a bad time, but it's a shame. Cause I feel like I would really like that place if I could like actually do things. But since yeah. I was stuck inside and I got the plague, it was like just kind of lackluster at best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so whenever I first moved down there, I was getting out of my first major episode of burnout. So I was working with metal bands back here in Pittsburgh. I had my own little like studio space that I may or may not have been illegally subleasing from my friend who owns a business. <laughs> and so whenever his business went under and he filed for bankruptcy, I had to move out. Like as soon as he let me know about that, I had to move out because they were afraid that they were like my assets would get seized along with his. And sure enough, if I hadn't moved out that day, then my, uh, all my gear would have been locked in. And, uh, which was illegal because he had rent paid for that month. So he didn't do anything legally about that, but <laughs> yeah. we still, he still got in if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, that whole thing happened. I lost a bunch of work because I had nowhere to record and it's like, I wasn't going to invite like a lot of the people I was working with, like they were brand new to me and I didn't really mm-hmm. want strangers coming into my parents' house, like just super unprofessional, you know? Yeah. And so I had to cancel a bunch of work. My income took a huge hit, found out I was moving to Florida. I moved to Florida <laughs> and I get Which... down there. I picked up a little day job and I was like, let's, let's figure out how to fix things. And then yeah. COVID happened. So <laughs> I um 
got some help, figured out exactly what I want to do. And in July of this year, I decided to make the push to get out of metal and start producing and writing pop. And it's been cool. I um, It's kind of weird because I was at that point where things were just kind of catching on for me with metal. So I was having like, you know, recurring clients and mm-hmm. I was like, I, I never had days where I just didn't have anything to do. You know, it's not like I was yeah. booked up months in advance, but I was also fairly busy. Mm-hmm. And so it was really sobering feeling like I just like conquered the world <laughs> and I took control and like switched over to a different genre only for me to realize this means I'm not going to have any clients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... But the reason why I did it that way is because I was so burned out on metal music that I knew if I continued working with those bands while I was trying to start up a new business technically, then I would never do it successfully. I would always do it half-heartedly. I'd always mm-hmm. be bummed out on everything. So I was like, that's it. We're going back. We're getting a day job and we're going to do this dude, the right way. And so this is something that I think everybody can learn from because like I had to do the same thing from 20 with 2020. Like I was, I was working at a Starbucks in the morning, uh, early 2020 and I was on track to quit. Like I was, I was touring enough that I was making, you know, money on the side touring and I had studio work coming through enough that I was like, I can make this happen. You know, I could, I can go, I'm full-time in audio but I'm also aware of how finances work. So I'm a little skeptical of some, you know, the, the valleys can be really deep sometimes. Uh, so it's good to have that consistency. You know that. So I was, but I was so close to being able to just cut it, cut and be full time, you know, touring musician on the side and doing audio work um, as the only thing that I did very cool but then COVID happened and i'm glad i didn't quit because everything i won't say everything dried up because i was able to and we can get go into this a little bit later when we go back to me but i was able to keep my side job and also keep studio work going enough to never have to rely on any kind of government subsidy or anything like that so um it's not especially when you make a big decision it's not a bad thing to say yeah i'm just going to pick up a part-time job or like a full-time job that i do on the side i actually have a ton to say about that because like not only am i an aquarius but i'm a type three wing too so like what i do is who i am and so it it was really hard for me. Like whenever I lost the studio space and I took that huge income dip, like I was so stubborn about getting a job. And so my thought process was, I'm just going to get something like simple. So like I got a job at Starbucks mm-hmm. and I very quickly realized I need more money. So yeah. I quit and I went back to the car industry, which is where I worked before I went full time in audio. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was working at this really trash dealer down in Florida. Um, shout out to Fusillo Nissan of Clearwater. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it, it was really, really hard. Like it was a hostile work environment and mm-hmm. it was really hard to like work there and then come home and then work on music. But it gave me freedom whenever I realized that what I do is not who I am. Yeah. You know, and that's something that Matt Rad and John Costelli talk about on their podcast live with Matt Rad is um, separating what you do from like yourself. Yeah. Not, not Im- completely embodying what you do as a job. You, you can't, your complete self-worth can't be based on what, you, what your job is like, right. Cause jobs change. You may decide that you hate what you do. <laughs> you may decide that like, you know, if you had completely based yourself on, Oh, I sell cars but you hate selling cars by that logic, you hate yourself and that's not fun. So no, it it took me a long time to get to that point where it's like, I am just a guy who likes to watch anime, who likes how modular fender guitars are. But then I also just happen to do audio and sell Mm -hmm. cars. You know what I mean? And so I kind of got over that in Florida and then we moved back and I hit up my old manager. Um, Shout out to barrel Toyota. If you're ever in the area, it's the only dealership I trust. And they were just like, yeah, man, we missed you come back. And so I'm in the internet department there right now. And it's been hard, man. Like Mm -hmm. I'm basically pulling 16 hour days right now between both jobs. Yeah. But like I'm making really good money and it's giving me freedom to build my business faster than I ever was because now I don't need that $1,500 per song. Mm -hmm. I literally had three people this week hit me up and I was like, yeah, just send me stuff. I'll do it. Like, let's just work. Don't worry about paying me if you want to tip me. Like, that's cool. But like, I just want to make good art because I need it right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And plus it kind of makes me feel better that Mm -hmm. I can like help people out. And also like, at a time when you need to be available to do a lot of stuff, it gives you the ability to take the, I don't know, the gigs that are like, hey, this has a ton of potential, but they can yeah. pay me literally nothing exactly. or, or next to nothing. You you don't have to be like, oh, well, I can't take this gig because they're only offering me like $100 or $200. Or even if it's like, oh, they can only like pay for my gas to get there or give me 50 bucks it's oh i can uh i can totally do that because i don't 100 percent rely on that income and that's yeah. actually where i kind of like to be at at least right now until i'm until i'm doing like a guaranteed amount of money of like thousands of dollars i like having something on the side so that i can be a little more choosy about right what i'm working on yeah like it's just crazy because before like i had a lot of pride whenever people would ask me what i did and i'd be like oh like i make records for a living Mm -hmm. you know but now i'm able to tell people yeah i'm working on the biggest projects in my life yeah no you (laughs) which feels a lot better like i'm literally working on the biggest projects in my life right now i'm getting paid less for them up front but I'm able to do that now. Like I've Mm -hmm. always wanted to be a writer, 
but being a writer doesn't make sense for artists who get a thousand streams because traditionally a writer is paid on the back end on royalties Mm -hmm. and like you can't make a living off of you know 30 percent of publishing on a thousand streams even if you did 300 artists a year you can't live off of that and so now this is allowing me to focus on the things that i love and that's really cool. It's really yeah. freeing. And plus it helps now that I'm back in Pittsburgh because like I'm working for people that I respect. Like all of, like the entire management staff there are like just hands down the best people I've ever worked for. Well, worked with, mm-hmm. you know? And uh it's just been it's been really cool. I feel like I'm in the best place I've ever been mm-hmm. even though I'm not relying on audio work. And like I know I know what projects you're working on. We can't say because NDAs and stuff like that. And boy, I'm not that big. Pitching. Chill. Well, no, but they're they're pitching. Yeah, I mean they are and pitching. So. You can't you can't really say anything. So, but I know what you're working on, and it is legitimately career potential making stuff. Like, but you would there's no way you would have been able to take it had you not like been there because we know how well connected some of these people are, mm-hmm. but they just don't have the money up front. It's just not in their budget. But now you get your name on that stuff. You get put into the conversation with some of these people. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, you have to figure like, why would they pay me $1,500 if they have the budget to pay a big producer five grand? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now I'm able to like walk in and be like, Hey, let me write on this. Like, Let's do this. And they're yeah. like, sure. And you just negotiate back end points. Yeah. Like it's it's simple. And at this yeah. point, it's like I don't even care because I'm making the most amount of money I've ever made. That's because true. like this dealership is nuts. Like I hate to like hop on my audio podcast and like talk <laughs> all about cars, but this is the first time I've ever actually been stoked on my day job. That's our fair. dealership is the highest performing dealership in our region. And I've never seen a dealership gross this much money per month. And it's all ethical. <laughs> Heck yeah. Like most car dealerships, like they give people whack deals. They'll prey mm-hmm. on like low income communities and give them subprime interest rates. Like the place in Florida They'll, you know, just do really shady stuff. But we're in a place where the annual medium income is very high Mm -hmm. and we're selling a great brand and I'm not the one selling cars. I work in the internet department and I'm able to do what I'm good at, which is talking to people. And it's just really, it's just really cool. Like for the first time ever being pumped on my day job. For sure. And I, I will be sad whenever I, whenever I leave there. Yeah. Like 100%. Well, I mean, that's okay. Same, so, you know, like, <laughs> I'm kind of in the same situation of like, so after pandemics started slowing down in South Carolina, as far as slowing down goes, it's oh, like, must be nice. Yeah. Uh, by slowing down, I mean, people started taking it less lockdown serious. Stuff started opening back up again, is what I mean. Um, I reached out to a friend and got hired at like an actual coffee shop, like not a Starbucks. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I see the thing about me is I, you know, this, I love coffee. I love like 
the creation of it, the making of it, like being able to, um, the time spent on making pour overs, uh, doing latte art, like fun stuff like that. I love that kind of stuff. So I don't necessarily didn't want to give it up. I actually wanted to level up in that way. Uh, and I kind of did. I know way more than I ever would have just working at a Starbucks, working at an actual coffee shop. So like I leveled up in other places in my life that has actually made my life a little better. I love who I work with. Um, the flexibility that they give me is amazing. The quality of what we do and we do it really ethically, uh, is really awesome. And working for a small business is super cool. I'm learning a ton, uh, as far as, you know, if I ever wanted to open up a shop of any kind on the side and like just own it and hire people to manage it, I know what that look, I'm learning what that looks like. Yeah. We're, Isn't that cool? I'm like, yeah, dude, I realized a, the other day that I'm like two steps below a manager right now. Mm -hmm basically like i'm almost at manager point like yeah. like i was talking to maddie about it today and i was like if i ever have to do this again like i could probably get a management position which is really mm -hmm. cool i mean those yeah. guys make a ton of money like well, a and, ton of money and but it's just you're, like you're learning a bunch about sales there's like it's more than just a job is it can be it can be weird because the, the end goal for us and for probably the people that listen to this is I want to make music for a living, right? I want to mm -hmm. do something with music as my only job. The, like, I think that's a little short-sighted. Uh, I think that you can learn a bunch from a non-music job that will influence what you do in your music job and make you better at that thing. Yeah. Prime example of that. I mean, I know we did an episode on it, but we could probably mm -hmm. just scrap that episode because I'm about to talk <laughs> about it right now. But, um, no, we, it's like, already released at this point. Oh, it's already released. Yeah. Oh, but geez. Anyway, no, so it's good. I mean, the sales talk, <laughs> the sales conversation is good. It's, it's learning. Like you're learning sales in its most basic form yeah right right and so like i like before i even started working with like a business coach who like dove into this stuff and all that like i learned how to talk to people on the mm -hmm. phone which is really important because you don't get like the the body language like whenever you're in person mm -hmm. and so it's a completely different skill set than being able to sell something to somebody in person yeah and so I learned all that early on whenever I was working in a BDC, but then as I transitioned to audio, I saw the similarities. And so mm -hmm. it was only natural for me to like send emails in a similar format and talk to people in a similar format. And we're going to put all that stuff. I'm going to work on a guide for that and just put it out for free because like the companies that got me that training paid thousands of dollars for it. And a lot of these like, consultants or whatever for audio guys are going to charge you <laughs> a Way more than ton that. of money as, as well but i'll just put it all out there for free because if you look in the right places not specific to audio you'll find basically the same mm -hmm. thing and um 
all business is pretty much the same. It all, all business depends is the same. On... Humans are humans, man. Yeah. You know, it's just like different kinds of humans. You just change a few things. You know, mm. it's kind of like if you're working with like, with like a, you know, a guitarist, right? Mm -hmm. Typically you could like beat on them a little bit more than you can a vocalist because the guitarist isn't pouring out his heart and soul into the lyrics of the mm -hmm. song, you know? And so like, it's the same thing. Like, there's like a different level of just understanding that you have to get to and For sure. you know how to say in the shortest amount of time that like my intentions are to help you i want to make sure i'm a good fit and then if that's cool then we'll make it work mm -hmm. you know and like there's just certain ways to navigate those three points and uh yeah so like it, it's been a huge help going through all that and uh it's been cool seeing business from a different angle once mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Cause that's kind of where I started in the whole sales realm. And then yeah. I went to audio and it was a bit different and now I'm back and you're just a cool perspective. How to do both. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually really cool. Like, like I said, just being stoked on it for once. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't even think I talked about my day job on the podcast yet. You but... talked a little bit about it. I think you were, you talked about it before you got the job in florida i think i don't remember there was you talked about it you mentioned it before but not in in a detail as far as yeah. like what we did on the side i don't think we both mentioned what we did on the side um yeah i don't think so but yeah we i mean we both have i swear i'm not like, picking my nose there's I, like a little <laughs> my, it's cold up here so my face is like peeling i need oh, to get I back on the skincare regimen <laughs> So, uh, no, so I think we, like you said at the beginning, we're both in this intermediate spot where it's like, if things were cheaper, like if life was cheaper or we weren't like, basically if we were by ourselves completely, we could, um, if we were by ourselves completely, we could totally probably make this happen we could probably go full-time but the reality is that life doesn't work like that and like i'm married and i have a baby on the way you're in a super long-term relationship that is not going anywhere so you mean well, you that's like without like diving into maddie's like personal stuff yeah like you know, spilling it to the world. Yeah. We're back here because COVID ruined a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I got the job is because like, I wanted to be ready. So like, if she gets an opportunity in Nashville or something like that, I'm able to be like, all right, sick, let's go. Yeah. You know? And, uh, that's the main, cause like I could easily just be hanging out at my parents' house right now and just be doing music all day. Yeah. But, but now you're setting yourself up for success in the future. Right, because I didn't the first time around. I remember the first time, like, I wasn't expecting just how, like, inconsistent freelancing mm -hmm. can be. Like, I knew it could be rough. I didn't know it could be that rough. And I remember mm -hmm. one month I made, like, four grand, and then the next month I made, like, $500. And so, like, I started burning through my, like, savings that I set aside. Mm -hmm. And um, my expenses weren't even that high. And I was like, well, okay, this time around... I need to have like 20 grand saved, especially because I just started doing pop music and it's not going to be consistent for like another year and a half. Yeah. Because it's so, just a harder place to break into. Yeah. So it's general. like, you know, I, I'm over here just grinding. I'm ready, yeah, man. 
I'm ready. Um, I'll go through. I'll go through my beginning versus now. So, um, which I did a little bit, but I'll kind of touch on that. Uh, so I started the year, um, with the goal of by the end of the year. So I make like a numbers goal by the end of the year. I try to double whatever I bring in for right for the past couple of years. And I've been pretty good at it the last couple of years, um, since going like full time, you know, I try to double every year, uh, until I reach, I have a number in mind, but until I reach that number, I'm going to try and double it to get to that number every year. So I started out pretty strong, booked a bunch of stuff. Some stuff got canceled. Some stuff got pushed back when COVID happened. Uh, I ended up pivoting because no one was, no one was wanting to do any in-person stuff. So I ended up pivoting to pitching myself as a source for churches whenever they needed live mixing uh, for their streams because no one was going to church. So all these churches were trying to figure out what to do. Uh, so I hit up every church that I knew and said, Hey, um, for X amount of dollars for the ne- for this month, I'll do a mix on and a little bit of some editing on your songs for your church service, uh, that you're going to post because I found the first week that everybody did it, everybody's streams were terrible. They sounded so bad. And people were, I, I, I mean, I was complaining about it. It was awful. Um, people don't know how to live stream. So, and it's expensive to do it correctly. Uh, I'm learning that as I'm getting more into Twitch and things like that. It's very expensive to do it correctly. So, I pitched myself as the option of, hey, you can make your church service sound really good. You just give me X amount of dollars every week uh, or every month, and I will make sure it sounds amazing. Got like three or four churches on that. So that helped me kind of get through the first little bump of everybody pulling pulling back. I was able to kind of subsidy that a little bit. Uh, so, and I do think that says something for being flexible and you could probably speak to this being flexible and being ready to pivot regardless of what's happening. Like if I was, if I was stuck in saying, no, I only want to do this kind of music and I only want to do like tracking or I only want to do like my goal for 2020 was to be only doing post-production, like only doing synth work for the year. So that had I stuck to that, I'd be screwed right now. Oh, same here. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people just like lay out this plan. Right. And it's like, well, I'm going to, well, I did this this year. Right. So, okay, well by month three, I'm going to be making X amount by month six, I'm going to be making X amount. And I'm going to be posting this. I'm going to be posting that. I'm going to have this many conversations. This many Mm -hmm. conversations is going to convert to X amount of, uh, you know, proposals. And it's like, 
you can do that and that's great but at the end of the day we're also talking about art and art is not a rigid thing Mm -hmm. does that make sense well and like so we're talking about art and we're talking about people yeah and we're talking about people two of the most two of the things that like require the most flexibility right and so you know understanding that like sometimes you have to do things that you don't necessarily love Mm -hmm. is super important because if if i didn't do that i would be i i'd be financially ruined right now Mm -hmm. you know if you didn't do that you'd be in the same boat oh yeah we just bought a house we just bought a house and so i just bought a house I had to make the pivot because we have to pay our mortgage. And you're going to have to buy diapers soon, dude. I know. You know? And that, it's was, like, that was before that was even a thing. And it's like there's no shame in not just doing that one thing in your head because yeah. I'd rather be I'd rather be, you know, like somebody whose mortgage is paid on time and has a kid with everything that they need than somebody mm-hmm. who's just like, you know, sticking to their say that they can do music like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. talk is kind of cheap well i'd rather i'd rather be like safe than you know broke (laughs) well and being able to provide for your significant other and your family is more important than the pride of being able to say i only do music yep Dude, that's like, like a tough pill to swallow. Dude, that was and, so hard for me. Because like, yeah. I, don't know, I, I had to do a lot of growing up this year. Like for those who don't know, I'm 23. And since I live in the North, like I haven't gotten married and I lived at home until this year. Yeah. And, uh, and for those that all my know, Southern friends are like, I moved out at 16, got married at <laughs> 17, and I have five kids and three houses. Well, and I'm like, I, you're 22. <laughs> I I, I just um, clip my mic so hard. This game I, is so hot. Get D clip ready. I, I um I got married at twenty five and I'm twenty eight about or twenty nine about to be thirty, um, this year. But I'm I I got married at twenty five. We didn't buy a house until I was twenty nine. Twenty eight technically is when we bought the house, and I'm I'll be almost 30 i'll be i'll be in 30 in this august and i'll have a kid which like to me that's like not that's a good little timeline but it is more i mean i still had to learn this like i said it is more important for me to think okay my wife's gonna be able my wife is gonna be in the hospital for a long time we need to have health insurance um we are gonna have to pay for things like doctor visits and setting up the baby room. And I also really like Dungeons and Dragons. And I really like to be able to do things with my time that aren't stressful. Like that's a de-stressor for me. You started playing with us recently, but it is, it's super fun. It's a de-stressor. I'd like to be able to have money to be able to spend on things that don't stress me out. Yeah, um, dude, that's so big. Like, I, um, like, this past year, I realized how much of an escape video games are for me. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that video games were a way to distract you from the things you should be doing. And I realized that video games are very much a great way to 
um, get your head in a different place. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I don't want to call it meditation, but a similar idea to that where it's well, like, it's... okay, well, I'm separating myself from where I'm at right now, but it's not always a coping mechanism. And even if it is a coping mechanism, that doesn't mean that it's bad. It could be really good, you know? Yeah. And so I, giving um, your brain, a, it's giving your brain a break, dude. I, uh, it's giving your brain a break from thinking so hard all the time. Yeah, so if we could get a cyberpunk thread <laughs> below this video, let's talk about <laughs> cyberpunk because I just finished the, I just finished it once, and I'm about to play it again so I could do all the side missions. Well, and since. like same thing for me. <laughs> I'm 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 more into like Nintendo stuff. Um, obvious by my like Zelda figurines, uh, but I got Breath of the Wild. I'm about to go through that. I got um super mario like galaxy and stuff like that galaxy and, is such a good one dude yeah and Ooh. it came with it came with a 3d pack of galaxy uh super mario 64 and super mario sunshine yeah i need to get that so M maddie has a switch and she loves it and i've been thinking about buying like the big switch so i could yeah it up on the screen um because this the lights are just a little too small for my hands and yeah they cramp up well, so I, I do the same thing, though. It's like I play to de-stress. It's the same way I play D&D, &D, to de-stress. I love being able to just, like, role-play something or crunch some numbers or, you know. I love it's, it's I love fun. RPGs because you're able to just put yourself into a different world. You disassociate for a little bit in a good way. In a good way, yeah. And, like, that's something that I've been trying to do is find other ways to, like, get away from a screen and so mm -hmm. i think once the weather gets nice i'm gonna start playing golf Ooh, nice i have a bunch of friends and coworkers who uh who play golf nice um you know i just kind of want to start doing different things that help me get in a better headspace you mm -hmm. know um, when it gets less cold here we're gonna start uh so we have get a get out of here dude it's like 90 degrees where you're at right now nah it's like 30 40 something really? like that it was pretty cold earlier it today. Gets that cold down there mm -hmm. oh right. <laughs> it's been well, cold the last like month yeah, it just well, gets cold at a weird time how about this one dude it's like 35 degrees outside and i walked out and i was like i don't even need a jacket it feels yeah. warm <laughs> like, well, like for gets... those of you in the north like you all know that like once you've had x amount of like single digit or like yeah temperatures that start with a one once yeah. you have like ten of those, thirty-five degrees, you're like, oh, it's basically fall. It's it's summertime. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me put on some shorts and some flip flops. Yeah, dude. No, so we're I, I think we're gonna go start doing like you know we're we live by trails. So we're gonna start doing some more biking, some more running, stuff like that. Trying to get out, get away from screens a little bit. Um, it's the beginning of the year, so I always do a good like reading challenge throughout the year. Try to read X amount of books a year. I've been slacking um, on my reading. I did the back half of last year because I got so swamped with work. Dude, your um, dogs are thriving right dude, now. Dude, I know. What the heck is happening right now? One second. I'm going to go. They're just happy I'm here. Yo. What up? Chill. His dogs are the best. Whenever I stayed there overnight... His dogs woke me up in the morning, and then they like to hop up and they crawl underneath the covers and sit right on your feet. It's really warm. 
They're cute. You're not what? editing that out. I gave a commentary. No, on what I'm not going to edit like. it out. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I gave a commentary on what your dogs are like and how oh, adorable they they're are. They're cute. They're just little buggers that like to bark at everything that moves outside. I don't blame them, dude. When, I, when I'm in a bad mood, I'm the same way. This is my lawn. They're just old men. Hey, get off, get my, off lawn. my lawn. <laughs> That's all that that is. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I made it through like the COVID thing. I changed, I switched jobs over from Starbucks to this coffee shop, which I'm super stoked about getting some free coffee, learning about higher level coffee, uh, learning about espresso latte art, where coffee comes from, how to do everything. So I'm really stoked about that. Uh, and then I started work. I finally had time to work on my room for those that are watching the YouTube portion of this. Like I can, I look, my room looks so much better. I got a good desk, uh, me and, uh, Shama who run that runs after school program with me, uh, and PD. We were able to do a bunch of cool music content. We were able to do a bunch of videos because we all stayed quarantined. Uh, so we were pretty chill about doing videos with each other and a couple other people that uh, we keep on. So, yeah, I mean, we ended up doing a bunch of really fun stuff and doubling down on like this podcast. Like this, honestly, this podcast was a big chunk of our 2020 was like figuring stuff out about this, doing a bunch of pre-episodes, like figuring out what we wanted to talk about, the logistics of getting the, you know, everything together, the artwork, all that. You know what? I, I think that that's actually a great point. A good example of what this year has been like for both of us is listen to the first episode and then listen to this one and just hear how different we are when we're talking. Yeah, that's true. Because that's not even like a like a growing pains thing with just like podcasting. That's like, like I feel like a different person, mm-hmm. you know. Like I really do. Like a lot has changed, and I am the happiest I've ever been, even though I'm not relying on music, which yeah. is weird. And I feel like you, you're kind of in the same boat. It might not mm-hmm. be as drastic, but like you altogether, like you just seem a lot more confident overall about like who you are and what you're doing because for sure, I feel like we both kind of had that same realization of like, Oh wait, it's okay to like not have it all together mm-hmm. and like learning. Oh yeah. I didn't really talk about it, but another thing is I realized that, you know, there's two things in music, right? You have running a business and then you have trying to make it. <laughs> as as all the people not in the music industry yeah like, did you like, make it no not yet yeah. those are like two completely different things and they rarely cross over with one another mm-hmm. because a lot of the bigger projects aren't going to be susceptible to like you know your used car sales pitch right yeah and what i learned this year is that there's two different things and I don't know if I want to be known as that guy who just runs a business. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I just want to be that guy that runs a business as much as I love it. Like, I don't know if I just want to, you know, be putting out this content and working with, 
younger artists like there's nothing wrong with that and i always want to work with younger artists because that's where you could be the most creative Mm -hmm. but i think that i'm in this place right now where i just want to work on the things that i want to work on with the Mm -hmm. people that i want to work with and the only way to do that is by talking to people and meeting people and making friends for sure and that's something that i severely neglected before is i treated everything like a business and i didn't treat humans like humans and honestly there's probably a ton of people that think i suck because of that <laughs> like they're like seriously like there's probably a lot of people who are like yeah that guy's a jerk yeah and i mean i just had to i just had to like turn someone down the other day pretty harshly because of the quality of work that they were putting out and i had to get brutally honest and they're probably like man that guy sucks but the honest truth is like i'm in a place where everything matters and the Mm -hmm. fact that i have the power to pick what projects i get to work on is just incredible like Mm -hmm. it's the most freedom i've ever had in my career and uh it is more important at the stage that we're at to be choosy yep and like this is a hard pill for some people to swallow too i guess we're just dropping some truths on this one uh if if it's not good enough there is a standard of not good enough art is art but there's also a baseline of quality in songwriting quality in production quality in mix and if it's not at least good enough it's kind of not worth our time and i'm not trying to say that in a way that i mean that kind of makes me feel seem like a douche but like i'm not I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in a way of like, we have to be really particular about what we put our name to because we're at a critical point in our careers. Right. Do you want like, like, could you imagine like finally getting like a meeting with the label? Right. And you're like, this is it. I'm going to get my production deal or whatever you're going Mm -hmm. for. And then you sit down and they're like, well, yeah, so we were going through your portfolio and we found this. Can you explain that? And it sounds like it was mixed like on one of those Tascam 8 tracks in yeah. some guy's basement. And you're like, you have to sit there and explain that. You know, like, I that's that's the reason why I, I had to turn down a project. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, to be fair, they did hit me with the good old fashioned, I don't want to disrespect your worth, <laughs> but can you? write an entire song for $50. <laughs> and I was like, that's like the same thing as like those people who are like, I'm not racist, but, and then after the <laughs> but, they say something that's completely racist. Yeah. Like that's basically what they just did. Like, yeah. I don't mean to insult you, but let me insult you. They did, they did the financial version of that. And like, the guys are all cool. Like, I, I yeah. think that they're great people. And so I didn't even take that personally until I heard what the mixes were like and i had to just flat out be like hey dude that song i did for you last time i don't want a credit yeah which sucks because like i need credits right now but Mm -hmm. you know at first he was kind of like upset that i would say something like that but i think i got my point across in in a level-headed manner because i'm i'm despite me being great at talking to people i'm still really bad at written communication and i always sound like gordon (laughs) ramsay whenever like i could be like hey man nice job and if you're reading that text it's just like hey man you suck (laughs) (laughs) so so i i think he kind of got the point across that like you know i wasn't it was nothing personal 
like if anybody sent me that i'd be like don't put my name on that you know what i mean and so it's it's yeah you never know what people are going to hear so you want it to be you want everything that with your name attached to it to be of quality that you're proud of um obviously not everything can be that way but you you got to try at least and you know what though as you like look at bigger and bigger projects and like people who are doing working on these bigger projects it only gets worse mm-hmm. it only gets so much worse and uh highly recommend listening to live with matt rad because mm-hmm. they give you great insights on what it's like working <laughs> in the big leagues yeah because it's crazy you have a and r reps making decisions against what an artist wants and you just have to make those changes despite it ruining the song in your opinion and the artist's opinion because that's what the label wants yep and even though you just poured your heart and soul into that production you have to completely change it and make it into exactly what you didn't want but then you have to go home and still be like i killed it yeah yeah (laughs) like that's hard man you know and so like I, I guess in a way, like, it is harsh, but, like, it only gets worse as you yeah, move up. and you're not going to, I don't know, I mean, think about it, like, I'm not calling us big timer by any means, but what I am saying is that we are, we we need people that are on a higher level to see stuff that we do and be like, yo, that's tight. Um, I have an artist that sounds something like that or could use that style like i need them to do that because this is exactly what i was looking for yeah yeah it's and like i said we're not it makes us come across as super big-headed about ourselves but and we're not trying to be it's just at where we're at that's what we're doing dude my friend okay i had a song mixed by my friend and we sent it out to two different mastering engineers and I ended up liking the one master a lot besides the snare and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like making him change it. So I ended up going with my mix engineer's master. Mm-hmm. But even he was like, hey man, just so you know, like no offense, but if you choose one of those masters, like I've listened to both of them and I won't like, I won't put it on my portfolio. So like, just wanted to let you know that up front so you aren't like upset. And I was like, dude, I wouldn't be upset. Like, I mm-hmm. get it. I'm the same exact way. You know? No. I mean, for there's sure. things that I've worked on front to back that I don't want people to hear. Yeah. You know? For sure. And for like, sure. it's just kind of like how things work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do work on things and then the end result isn't what they really wanted. And yep. like, that's okay. That's just a part of the industry. So ending the year um we kind of like highlighted a bunch of random stuff and kind of jumped around a little bit but uh ending the year what are well firstly ending the year you dropped a song or i guess to start the year you dropped a song uh yeah i did drop a song it's called (laughs) left on red if uh anybody wants to know what josh's beautiful singing voice sounds like it's out there for the world to hear that oh, yeah. and one other song. Yeah. There's one other song that I released last year just for fun. Yeah. I don't know. I do these things because it's like, they're always, it's like, they're songs that nobody wants, but my friends <laughs> like, 
Mm-hmm. So I'll put them out so my friends can listen to them. Heck yeah. So and I'm going to yeah. keep doing it because it's it's kind of cool. For sure. Yeah, I mean, no one even listens to them, but it's okay. It's just like the act of doing it is like cool. I have it on my playlist for the coffee shop. So. Aw. <laughs> Does your coffee shop have an ASCAP license? <laughs> I don't I think so actually. I think they, they pay. They I think better. they pay. I think they pay. No, it's Spotify. They... You'll get paid regardless. Oh yeah. True. Well, no, that's mm-mm. I know. I looked but... it up. I keep <laughs> I know. I it's, it's a, much, there's a retail there's a retail license for that stuff. I, I, I always joke around with my manager about that. I'm like, hey man, just so you know, I'm an ASCAP member and he's like, God, those guys are so annoying. <laughs> so like anytime like if I ask like you know, like when we were discussing holiday hours and stuff, I was like, Hey, if I'm coming into work, like I'm calling ASCAP. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what funny. a stupid way to threaten so somebody! Dumb. Like so dumb. <laughs> I'll call Hascap. Yeah, that's, that's me. What's so up? <laughs> that's so dumb. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Josh dropped a single. It's dope. Left on red, right? And yeah. uh, it's everywhere. If you want to hear Josh's songwriting and his pop rock kind of my, sad boy songwriting, shout out to my brother for the sick album artwork. Oh yeah. He's becoming quite the artist, man. Right. I'm so proud of him. If I was as talented as him, I'd be famous by now. For sure. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> He's working on it. Anyway, I think that that's all we got for this episode. We've been talking yeah. for a while. Yeah. I was going to do uh, what? Um, oh. New Year's resolutions. Oh, this is easy. Business wise. Th- oh. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> I was just lose thirty pounds. Okay, that's a business decision, bro. That's fair. If I feel better, I'll run a business better, right? True, true. Um, I want to meet more people. I want to move away from here, mm-hmm. and I want to. Um, I haven't set like definite goals yet because I goals bum me out. So I've been trying to like make actions mm-hmm. my resolution instead. So. I want to I haven't put hard numbers on anything yet just because like how busy I am. Yeah. But I simply want to meet a bunch of new people and work on a bunch of new songs and keep doing that until mm-hmm. I end up with a, a publishing deal. Yeah, I it. think I've kind of gotten to that point now where it's like before my goal was to like run a business and chase a publishing deal, but now it's like all I want to do is just write songs. Just go pub like, deal. Like, what's the point of, what's the point of turning your dream into this, you know, mechanical entity? Mm-hmm. If what my dream really is is to simply write songs. Yeah, sounds so like move that's to the Nashville. new goal. Move to Nashville, get a pub deal. <laughs> that's it. That's the that's goal. it. And by that's it, I mean that's a really that's a big tough that's thing. A, that's a big goal, but. Every day. Yeah. Talking to new people. One more decision. One more conversation. That's the goal. You know what? That's my goal. One new conversation with one new person a day. That's a good one. I think that's that's a super solid goal. Um, last Bro, year. I followed this mix engineer on yeah. Instagram. I forget his name. It's Josh something. He's in Nashville. Okay. It's Josh. It's like bonaro or something like that okay it's definitely not bonobo because that is a store um but i remember probably like a year or two ago he posted on instagram and he said 
you'd be surprised what you could do if you showed up every single day for a year. And that has stuck with me ever since yeah. I saw that because yeah. it's like, that's true. The only reason mm -hmm. why you're struggling is because you're not consistent, mm -hmm. you know? And if you listen to all these people talk about other successful people that they've worked with, they always say the same thing. And it's like, it's incredible how focused and consistent that they are. Those are mm -hmm. the two things that you'll see anybody talk about from anyone who's successful. Like Elon Musk gets up every day and he's like, I am going to do psychedelics and get on the moon <laughs> or Mars or whatever he's Whatever the heck it is. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's working. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's, he's doing it. Uh, so yeah, uh, for me last year, so we had a, my, me and Aaron had a joint goal, uh, business wise last year, I wanted to, like I said, double income and I have, which is good. Uh, even through a COVID year, it was really stinking hard. And I did a lot of work that I didn't want to do, but yeah, I made it happen. <laughs> I made it happen. Uh, but, uh, we had a home goal of, we're trying to be more sustainable. Uh, so we stopped buying paper towels. Uh, we have Did not you stopped buying paper. toilet paper. No, oh. we, we don't use paper towels in our house as, uh, we haven't all year in 2020 and we still won't, uh, we use like wash rags and reusable stuff. So, um, yeah, that was a goal for Aaron to be more sustainable in general and to minimize our life. So, I mean, you've seen our house, mm -hmm. we have a very minimalistic lifestyle, so um yeah that was our goal for 2020 we did pretty good 2021 um the baby is like the big thing make sure nothing crazy happens uh as much as possible but uh, for me it's really i just need to get in better shape <laughs> that's really all it is like yeah, i feel I, I need, I to, need do... to lose a quick yeah, so. I need to – I'm trying to get in really good shape before I'm 30 uh, in August. So we'll see how that works out. But I'm, that's the goal. Um, and I don't know. I think, like, business-business-wise, I'm just trying to do – I'm kind of set at the double income thing at this point I'm, I'm gonna push that to the side and right now i think this year i want to try and do more higher profile work um because you're in a position now where it's like i can afford to get paid less yeah exactly exactly it, and it's know? i i want to do some stuff really a label gig is what i want I want to start trying to get stuff that goes on a label of note. That's kind of it. Yeah. For 2021. Kind of in the same boat, you know? Yeah. My big uh, thing is I just want to work with artists who are doing numbers. <laughs> and like, well, that's yeah. so superficial, but like for real, like if I could just, it matters. If I could just have a community of artists that are all doing well streaming wise, that means that they don't have to pay me anything up front, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm able to just walk in, write with them, have a great time, drink tequila, and then <laughs> it comes out, and then I get paid like a year later. Like, for sure. Dream, dude. Yeah. Dream. The other <laughs> I'll thing, wait a year for that paycheck. The other thing that I think me and you had talked about 
a little bit last year um, as a goal that in the later half of the year, barring vaccines coming out, the world opening back up a little more normally, um, is to try and do riding days in Nashville. Set up riding sessions a couple times a quarter. Uh, or like once a quarter, but do it for like a week and have one every one or two every single day where we just go and write and meet people. And that kind of goes along with your like having a new conversation with new people every day. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think that is really dependent on the world. Yeah. So I'm not really holding on to that one too much, but that one is a goal for the world to go back to normal so that me and you can do some of the stuff that we want to do planning wise and in person and travel wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, for those of you listening, tell us what your, I'm going to make a post on Instagram when this episode drops. Uh, tell us what some of your goals are or some of the things that you want to kind of achieve this year, whether personal and your or, favorite anime and your favorite anime. Yeah. I'll I'll do two I'll do a post of what's your goal and your favorite anime. <laughs> there you go. Um well yeah, when this episode drops, we'll we'll do we'll do a some sort of story post about that so that you can respond in stories and we'll share them all and try to tag people and stuff. Uh But yeah, I think 2020's over. 2021 is here. And we are trying to level up just a little bit more. And all, and like you said, all it is is consistency. Yeah. As consistent as you can be. And That's all it is. Be consistent and forgive yourself when you're not. Yep. Be kind to yourself. <laughs> be kind to yourself. All right. Good conversation, man. Let's uh, say bye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. See you around. Peace. And that's it for this episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review. It helps the show so much. Kind of get out there for new people to find. Uh, If you want to watch this, if you aren't already, uh, check us out on YouTube by searching Home Studio Hangout Uh, And thank you so much again for giving us your time and your attention. And remember, keep on creating.